Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Loveracing.nz is your home for thoroughbred racing, and we love to hear the ownership stories, especially on a day like today where it is heavily about the owners because there's so much money up for grabs. Paul Pertab is on the line with us. G'day. Morning, Paul. Morning, how are you? Yeah, super. Now, this is an interesting story. Uh, you've got a share in the favour of the Karakamillion. I don't know if you've been in this position before, mate, but you, you broke the horse in, is that right? No, I never had this this uh, opportunity before, but yeah, I had to break him in. I've broken a few for Tiakau last year, and he was one of them. Trawbury and And, um, like, talk talk to us. I think this is fascinating. I've never spoken to someone that owns a share in a horse they broke in, because I assume you get... So many through, you can't take shares in all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. We, you would love to take shares in every one we 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 broke in or had through the through the stable. But um, I took shares in two. He was one of them, and um, so far so good. But um, he was well selected by Dave and his team, and I've had an association with um, Tiaka for well over thirty years. So there was no um, no lack of confidence in what they. Uh, selected at the sales, and obviously from Windsor Park started Rodney Schick and all his team there. They they don't need any, any introduction. Probably one of the best studs in Australasia. So he um, was a quality colt, and I just thought I'd I was lucky enough to get a share in him. To be honest, Paul. Good luck today or tonight. It's um, it's pretty exciting to have a horse who could win a million dollar race. I've spoken to plenty of breakers over the years, and some have opinions that yes, this will be a good thing, and, and they're wrong. And other people have opinions which are. <laughs> Are a bit a bit more cynical, a bit harder on some of their horses. How were you on your horses, and what sort of feel did Trawbryon give you when you did break him in? Uh, well, there's there's three or four things he did have. He had, you know, he's obviously had a pedigree. He was um, he had a bit of precociousness on his damn side. I think there's a bit of exceeding excel there. He'll probably we probably haven't seen the best of him yet because I, I thought he'd be a better three year old. But everything we do now is a bonus. Um, I just think he had, he had a great balance and coordination, and I think when we're breaking them in, we're only going a slow canter. Um, so you, you don't know whether they're fast or slow, but he's temperament, type, he ticked all the boxes, and I think um, with the way Dave and Tiakau, um select their yearlings, they, they have to meet a criteria, so you, you're kind of halfway there by the time we get them. Paul, I need to ask you this question, and this is not about Tiakau's horses or anybody's horses, and I don't want any names. But do you ever break right a up. horse in and just go, this thing's useless? <laughs> well, you do. Yeah. That's the truth of it. Some are, some are good, some are bad. Do you tell people the truth? When, when, when the owners ring and say, how does it go, do you just say it might need a bit of time? What do you well, say when well, it's just I'm useless? I'm lucky I don't, have to, I don't have to race them. So I don't, <laughs> the, the, the pressure's not on me to make them win a race, but it certainly is on them on me to make them do what they're told and, and behave and, and um, be trainable. But, you know, I think I think the the the, the good thing about this horse is the management. Um, it's one thing having a fast horse; it's another thing having management. And and there's a fine line between winning and not winning. And uh, 24 hours is a hell of a long time with a horse. So, um, hats off to everyone involved. Yeah, and placing them's the other thing. Uh, not too hard to work out where this horse was going once it started winning races, though. 
have you been on track for his wins so far, Paul? Uh, I went. I went to the race at Tirapa, the Group Two, I think it was, and that was that was a really honest win. And I think that um, the, the horse still still only do, well, from what Mark tells me, he only does what he what he has to. But when they ask him, he certainly tries, and I think that's going to work in his favour for a long time. All right, Paul. So you go, you go there today, and and horse breakers aren't known for their sartorial elegance. Do you wear a collar and tie, and, or do you <laughs> wear? Excuse me. No, seriously, you should see these guys. Most of them yeah. dress like literally well, like, horse breakers. Well, no, no, they dress like rodeo riders. That's what they dress like because they get kind of bolted well, off I'm, all the time. I'm still, I'm still working at the moment, so I'll have to get home and have a bit of a tidy up. But I'll, I'll probably bring the suit out. It, it, um, I've worn it once in the last twelve months, so. No, no reason why not to wear well, it. When did you wear it? <laughs> be a wedding or a funeral, probably. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, probably a funeral. Now, Paul, <laughs> just to get this right, are you Curtis Perdab's dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. He seems to be doing. Well, a, he seems to be doing a really good job with his horses, and he's building himself a really good reputation. Yeah, he is going well. He's he's a very hard worker, and it's not only about being a hard worker. You've got to have the ability, just like a racehorse. So. He's, uh, I think anyone could say, is the start to his um, career has, has been first class. So. so you broke Curtis in two. Did he have any ability when you broke him in? Did you? Oh, he did. He had a lot of heart. And then that's another thing that we need to probably touch on is that if horses don't have a heart and a will to win or a will to please, doesn't matter how fast they are. It's, it's like with any athlete. So he's got a big heart and he's going well, just like Troy Brown. So. And, and that's what you can't see, right? You can't tell that, Paul. It sounds like you're. Um, uh, you, that's right. Yeah, it sounds Paul, like. Paul, you're, I've got one question for you, Paul, about horses. How important is appetite? Because I always find horses that don't eat don't have enough energy. How important is yeah. appetite? And do you see that early in those early stages? I did with uh, this particular horse. He, we had to move his box twice because every time that he saw the feed bucket, he'd kick his back shoes off, and um, you know, kick holes in the wall. So he was so food driven um, but that is huge because obviously if you have a hard workout or whatever you've got to refuel and when the fresh is on if you don't eat you drop away physically brilliant he, he is a good eater Mm. Yeah, no, that's awesome information, mate. Hey, it's great. It's, I think it's so neat you got that connection with that horse that just goes beyond ownership, mate. But um, go enjoy today, have a couple of beers, and we might see you at the track. Yep, good one. There you go. Thank you. Paul Pertab, that's an interesting story. Uh, well, when you talk to horse breakers, it. The, the difference between the galloping industry and the harness racing industry is there's a lot more levels to the galloping industry. Like there's a lot more people who do things, jobs you never hear of, like water walking machines and all this sort of stuff. Like Margaret Park had this a water walking business, and all they do is water walk horses, and it's amazing. And then there's a lot more agents and that sort of stuff. That horse breakers are crucial because a lot of the harness racing trainers either break their own horses or they send them to other people who are licensed and well known. In galloping, there's this entire army of people who whose names you. Need over here, and they're wonderfully skilled, talented people. Often injured. And breaking in horses is a hell of a hard job. And very few trainers break their own horses. Most of them don't have the time to. Clearly, you know, the bigger stables don't. And you meet these people, and you realise how incredibly talented they are. Uh, and they're everywhere. And you don't see their names. But for every Paul Potaba and Trubian today, there's... I don't know, 130 horses racing there today, six races, there's about 90 horses racing there today. 
for every horse racing there today, there's somebody, and there's people who, like Paul, have staff who look after these horses, and all these people are the trickle-up into the winner's circle. And it's really funny. When you go to the races, often you'll see somebody dancing around or thrilled or celebrating a win, and you're like, you own this thing. No, no, we broke it in, or we looked after it, or I shoe it, or my husband shoes it, or we transport their horses. And that ecosystem, and you and I spoke about it years ago when we started doing podcasts, it's so massive that... It's a cliche, but it really takes a village to get a horse to the winner's circle on Karakamilia night. And Paul and his staff are some of that part of that village. And Paul now gets to stay on that story as an owner. Very, very cool. Uh, loveracing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, replays, profiles, and more. You can find out about being an owner up there as well.